0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Allsbrook Accounting. Allsbrook Accounting is Rochester's entrepreneurial financial service provider. Their local team provides experienced accounting, bookkeeping, tax prep, and advising at extremely affordable rates to help entrepreneurs and businesses of all sizes launch smart and grow fast. Contact Allsbrook Accounting today at 931 841 4937 or at www.alsbrookaccounting.com for a free consultation to get your business off the ground and on track for growth. That's a l s b r o o k accounting.com. I'm Amanda Leitner and welcome to Rochester Rising, where we amplify the stories of Rochester entrepreneurs. Today we're on episode 159 of the podcast. So welcome to the first brand new podcast content of 2020. We had some great stories lined up for you for the rest of the year. So stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify and on YouTube, wherever you listen into your podcast content. So check us out. So today we get to sit down with Natalie and Dan Slagle. They are the married couple behind Fuse Financial Planning Services, a fee-only financial planning service, particularly for couples in their late 20s and early 40s. We cover a lot of ground on the podcast today and have a lot of fun with this show, um, talking about how Natalie and Dan started in kind of the St. Paul area, Natalie's actually from Rochester, traveled to Portland, came back to start their business in Rochester, and how they're building their business right here um, and working together as a married couple. So you're in for a real treat today, so be sure to listen in to the rest of the show. Just a reminder, you can find many stories of entrepreneurship on our website at rochesterrising.org. And if you know someone who would be a great guest for the podcast or for any other storytelling that we do, let us know. Shoot us an email at rochesterrisinggmail.com or a message through our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter profiles. All right, so now on to the podcast today with Natalie and Dan Slagle of Fuse Financial Planning Services. Uh, thanks to both of you for being here today. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Amanda. Thank We're happy to be here. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I always like to get started by asking people, you know, how you got to Rochester. And I know a little bit of your background story, but I don't think either of you's from Rochester specifically, but I could be wrong.
1: Yes, um, I'm actually from Rochester. Okay, so I was wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, so I'll start. Um, Born and raised in Rochester. Did the Washington, J-A-J-M thing. Go Rockets. Um, (laughs) But I left Rochester when I went to college, went up to the cities, and that's where I met this guy sitting next to me. Um, So we were in the cities, both of us were in the cities for college, and then um, started our career in col- or after college in the financial services industry. Um, we got married, and then uh, we went out to Portland for a couple of years, and then we came back to Rochester. But before going into all those details, I'll let Dan kind of talk about his background.
2: Yeah, so I am originally from St. Paul, Minnesota, born and raised. Um, as Natalie said, we met. In school at St. Thomas, and uh, we were always part of the same friend group, but um, never had a serious relationship in college. Uh, But it was our our industry, the financial planning industry, that brought us uh, together. There's a few um, exams that you have to pass when you're giving investment advice, and Natalie had heard through a mutual friend that I had um, passed these exams. So then, of course, she reached out to me to be her. Her study buddy, and then uh, <laughs> the rest is history. So yeah, I
1: knew I knew when I reached out to Dan that he was a nice guy. He was really smart, and so well, this guy who took the exams and passed it, like he's gonna be a good study buddy, and he's too nice to say no to me. <laughs> so um, yeah, we just and it literally we both went into it with no intention, but when you sit down with hours on end with someone and talk about a super boring topic, <laughs> um, you actually get to know a lot about someone. And so now here we are. So, so
0: I think to start talking about what you have developed and are launching here in the community with um, Fuse Financial, and that's how you pronounce it, right? Yes. OK. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, what need did you see um, with people your age for, for something like this?
2: Yeah, so uh, as you said, we own Fuse Financial Planning, which is a fee-only financial planning firm. Um, We both had worked at larger institutions, larger financial advising firms, um, but we noticed something was missing, and that's really um, providing advice to people our age, in our our demographics. So we focus specifically with working with um, couples in their late 20s to early 40s. Um, really there was no way for those people to get involved with traditional financial advising firms because, um, the way it it works is you need to have a large nest egg saved Mm -hmm. to work or get access to, to, financial help. Um, so what we noticed was no one is helping this market and this is a time when people need it most, when people are graduating with thousands of dollars of student debt, um, people are getting married, buying houses, having children,
1: maybe starting a business, starting a business <laughs> yeah.
2: together. Um, and, and all of these life events have financial implications, both now and in the future. so that's that's really what sparked our our idea of starting this business.
0: Yeah, I think that's a huge thing. And even you know, in the very early stages of your marriage relationship with you know your partner, a lot of the times, people just aren't having those conversations up front. Right. Um, And I remember the closest my husband and I came to having that conversation is we had to sit down and do like, uh, there's a specific name for it, but I can't remember. Um, We got married in the Catholic church and you have to talk with like, you have to go through a series of classes and talk with a couple. So they were just, basically they told us, (laughs) the only financial advice we got is you need to consolidate your bank accounts as soon as possible, which we did not do because we thought that would, was too complicated for all of that. It is a hard like the process. debt and the payments so, and stuff. Absolutely. And yeah, mm-hmm. we were both uh, depends on you know, everything's relative, but older, you know, in our early thirties when we got married, so we were like, we not doing this and really haven't gone back to address any of that since then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a very difficult conversation basically is what I was trying to get at when with anybody no matter how close you are.
1: It really is and you know Dan and I were both so fortunate to be in the industry that we're in. Um, getting that expertise and that knowledge in the beginning and being able to utilize it in our personal lives. But even for us, what we noticed is that we're both so, you know, we've got the technical skills in this industry, but how do you apply it to your personal life? I mean, sometimes it's just a matter of, I, I don't have time to combine my accounts, and I don't know how to have that conversation with my partner. And that was the value that we were like, this is something that we could provide because we've struggled with it as a married couple, and even though we have the expertise, it's it's so much more than that, and that that's really the the value that a lot of our friends and family saw in us, and they kind of helped encourage. Hey, you guys, you guys got something unique here, and so we, that's what really kind of propelled the decision to create this offering.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in our past experiences working with uh, an older clientele, what, what we really notice is there's usually one financial spouse and then there's a non-financial spouse. So someone who doesn't really understand the whole picture on what's going on. So for us, yes, we live in a society where money's taboo, um, but it's even taboo somewhat in a relationship where you have one person who knows the ins and outs of what's going on, but the other spouse really doesn't have a clear understanding. And we've seen the the end result Um, to that as well
1: Mm -hmm. of just people not being um, you know maybe their partner is away for a long time or something even serious happens and they have to take control the non-financial spouse that's just that's a huge undertaking when the last thing you want to deal with is something stressful like that and so um, we we think it's extremely important to get both parties involved and the earlier the better which is why we're going after the demographic we are
0: Yeah, absolutely, and understanding spending habits because I feel like there's always a spender and there's always a saver. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're one of one of
1: us is a spender, one of us is a saver. I'll let you guys decide who you think is which, but (laughs) yeah, that that's
0: full and throttle for us. (laughs) Yeah, that's the same with me and my husband, and yeah, (laughs) I wonder if that's good or if it's.
1: If it gets track. more interesting, right. if, I guess it's no
0: good if both of you are savers and both of you are spenders. Then yeah, you get into serious it really, it's trouble. It's good to
1: have both in the relationship because there's pros and cons to both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I feel like that is a
0: a better balance. I've I've noticed at least. I was a saver in my really. I'll just <laughs> say that. And you know, sometimes I feel like you're living on the edge. But sometimes it's like actually now we're enjoying. You make a salary, you should enjoy it. Yeah, But you absolutely. know, let's uh balance that a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's a difficult thing to navigate through. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. So, I'll ask you. Um, do you want to talk more specifically about some of the services that you're providing? F- through um, Fuse Financial, what that would look like when someone reaches out um, and wants to work with you.
1: Sure. So we, um, like Dan was talking about, you know, most people when they're working with a financial advisor, they have that nest egg and the advisor charges a fee on their money that they've worked so hard to accumulate over the years. Well, when you're in your 20s to 40s, that's when you're building up that nest egg. So you don't necessarily have it yet. Um, but what a lot of folks do have at our age is they have the right amount of cash flow. And so that's how we've created our business is to charge for uh, just a simply monthly fee. So charge via cash flow instead of going um, and doing it kind of the more typical route. And so when someone works with us, um, just like Amazon, just like Netflix, they're going to get a monthly fee, a uh, financial planning fee, when they come on board. So it's based more
0: on an upright fee rather than traditional financial uh, planning is normally a return on investment it or a portfolio? It would be like a, a percentage. A percentage, So a lot okay. of times
1: people will charge anywhere from 1% to 2% on 000, 000 portfolio a million dollar portfolio or whatever yeah. it may be. And so, and that's, that's, it's not to knock that way at all. It's just not everyone has, has that mm-hmm. available or even wants that. And so this is just another avenue to get advice or another way to do it, if that's what speaks to you.
2: Right. Why not adopt a subscription method for financial planning when the rest of our life is structured that way, too? Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right. That's what
0: you un- we understand. You right. know? So Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, so why do you guys decide to come down to Rochester? Why not build this in, in the Twin Cities?
1: Uh, so, and that was an option. Portland was an option. But um, like I said in the beginning, my roots are here. So my um, my family is here. Dan's family is in St. Paul. So this is a great place to be tour, uh, closer towards our uh, personal network, but also our professional network is kind of scattered throughout Rochester and the Twin Cities. Um, the fun thing about Rochester that we've heard about but really didn't get to experience until coming here was just the growing uh, expansion of not just um, destination medical center, but what that means for the entire community and the opportunity for businesses um, just in every different kind of industry. And so it was really exciting to come here. We really kind of embraced the community this summer is when we got out of our out of our shell and met Jamie here at Collider and Um, we're just, we're so excited to be a part of, you know, the growing, um, vision of what Rochester has.
0: Yeah. I remember meeting you guys in summer, I think. Yeah. And that must've been right when you moved here or is Mm -hmm. that not? Okay.
2: Yeah. We moved here just this past June.
1: June. That's Mm -hmm. right. Okay. Yep. Yep. And it just looks, it's wildly different than (laughs) when I graduated from John Marshall, you know, a decade or so ago. So it's. Um, oh, yeah, it's definitely changing. Even yeah. Like the
0: restaurant <laughs> scene downtown, mm-hmm. you know, there was not very much here. Right. <laughs> Everything was closed by 6 p.m., which might still happen, but I think it's a little bit At least bit in the better. subway it,
1: or the Skyways, it yeah. still does. But
0: yeah, yeah,
1: the it's just, it's been so fun to see the creative aspects of Rochester too and the entrepreneurship. So it's, um, we really feel strongly about where we've settled and where we've decided to kind of plant this business. Um, it is a virtual business, but at the same time, like being a part of this community here at Collider and um, with Rochester Rising, it's just like it feels like it's it's the place to be.
2: And we we were fortunate enough to uh, launch. At the beginning of Rochester oh, Entrepreneurship yeah. <laughs> Week.
0: Oh, yeah. I knew it was October, yeah. So <laughs> our business that, actually launched that yeah. week.
2: Yeah.
1: Which we Which, like to pretend was Yeah, total, we'll say it's planned, right? Yeah, but it, it was, was totally not, planned. It was not planned. <laughs> no, not so, at all. But that
2: was uh, perfect timing to, to launch our business and just become immersed in the community.
0: Yeah, October was busy. And I wanted to ask you about that next. So that was a good transition. So you launched in October, y- you know when you were building this, so what did that transition look like from your previous jobs into this? Did you build some of it on the side? Did you say, we just need to dev- devote all of our time to this? Or what was that kind of process like for you guys?
2: So we um, we both left our jobs at larger firms because we have to. Uh, our industry requires that we don't work at other financial institutions. So for us, that meant literally packing up our car and driving from Portland to Rochester <laughs> and starting from scratch with no income, whereas we had well-paying jobs when we were in Portland, and it was, it was the lifestyle that we had always wanted, but it wasn't fulfilling from a career standpoint. So we said, the heck with it. Now the time to take a chance in our, in our lives. We don't have kids right now, so... Um, Really, it's just us too. So we said, "Let's let's go for it."
1: Now we we certainly planned it out where we knew that when we quit our jobs, that would mean no income for mm-hmm. so ta- for some time. And being financial planners, <laughs> I figured you had a good grasp um, on this one. <laughs> we had Excel spreadsheets yeah. and uh, all all the likes of um, just planning. You know what it would look like for the first few years of our life as entrepreneurs because it's not even just the business expenses. Usually the most expensive part is your life and just, you know, and we, we took a lot of measurements to cut back our expenses, um, to help really for the business side and our lifestyle. You know, we were traveling quite a bit. We were shopping, going out to eat at least twice a week. Like we lived a very blessed life out in Portland and we kind of had to do a, uh, check in on, well, what's really important Well creating this business and creating this offering to the community is what's our top goal right now. And so that kind of helps put everything else aside. Mm-hmm. But, um, we probably were saving for this event for a little over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of interesting cause we, we were saving, we've been saving for a while, but we didn't really know exactly what it was going to be for. And <laughs> then it's like, Oh, we know, we know what it is. And so, um, You know, that planning ahead of time was just monumental for this to even be able to work.
0: Yeah, I think that's so important, too, because everyone thinks you'll just start making money right away. And for you guys, it's kind of like the long sell, right? It's the long selling process. Yeah, Yeah, it takes
2: time to build a relationship. And uh that's the foundation of of the business that that we're in.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's things a lot of entrepreneurs forget and we forget that like, you probably do need two years of income, you know, or savings in your back pocket absolutely, and modification of lifestyle, depending on, you know, how it was. So, yep. I totally hear you. I remember those things <laughs> too. And I was, yeah, very lucky to, yeah be able to do that. But there were times when it definitely was very, very hard, it you is. know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause sometimes you just want to go out and buy a yes. new sweater, especially <laughs> yep. when it's negative, you know, 20 degree wind chill out there. Yeah. But, yep. um, you know, you just, you just got to totally change your mindset and f- really keep the focus on what's important and it kind of helps propel you from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think you guys talked a lot about,
0: you know, Early building of, um, of your business, but when you moved back here to Rochester in June, what was that process like from June till, till now of building this and learning about the community?
1: Well, there's a lot of learning about the community and each other. You know, Dan and I have never worked with each other before,
2: <laughs> we, so they're not even in the same we had the opportunity to, to work together when we had moved out to Portland, Oregon. and at that time, which is funny to think about now, we we both said, "No, let's work for different firms because <laughs> we would see each other eight hour, eight plus hours a day, and twenty four seven, yeah." Right? And we'd be in a car together commuting, so <laughs> let's let's not do that. And then here we are, you know, two years later, working day and night together. Um, yes. So yeah, that the relationship aspect is definitely uh, there's definitely a learning curve curve to it, but it's it's fun, you know. At the end of the day. I had a friend put it to me best. How how cool is it that I get to spend you know a full day with the person that I love most.
1: Okay, okay, don't make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
2: But you know if I if like if I had asked myself I if I would be doing that like a year ago, I'd say yeah, that sounds awesome. Sign me up. So that's that's what we get to live now.
1: Yeah. Um we So we became um, pretty big bike advocates out in Portland, Mm -hmm. and there's all these other um, just traces of our life that we created when we moved away from Minnesota. Because when you live and you grow up in the same town you're born from, It's an incredible experience to be so close-knit to your family, but you kind of don't get to see, well, what am I like without that network? Mm -hmm. And Dan and I had such an amazing opportunity to explore that side with each other out in Portland, just really being the two of us. And it was such it was such an important foundation of our marriage. And we found out what things we liked, like what activities, what really drew us closer together. And so moving back here, being embraced in our family and friends again, although we're so, so happy to be with them, we still have to remember what what grounds us as a couple. And so we tried to um, find all those ways, those ways out on the West Coast that we discovered, and how do we implement that here? And it was hard at first because I coming to Rochester, I'm coming back with my 18 year old mind and Mm -hmm. all I would do would be go to Applebee's for half off apps and hang out (laughs) with my girlfriends. Like that's all I knew as, as a social life in Rochester. But Dan and I discovered the bike trail system Mm -hmm. here, which was incredible. And, um, really just how do we, you know, going to the markets and um, coming to Collider was a huge, huge step for us as well to get to know people. Otherwise, we were just stuck in our house all day, every day. To two of it, you working together. <laughs> it's the two of us working together. You can imagine that that, it just, it was a marital decision to come to Collider. It was more of that than a business decision. Yeah. Are there even any pets at home that kind of break the... Not even that. <laughs> no, no, no pets.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea, Amanda. <laughs> but they take time too. Yeah, that's and true. And they can cause problems too. <laughs> right, right. It's so funny. We, um... My husband and I—I I had a dog from when I was by myself, single here, in, in graduate school. It's now 11, so it's like my baby. And uh, before him, and now we got a dog in um, March, the end of March. We got a rescue dog from like down south here in Oklahoma, and it was supposed to be his dog.
2: It's your <laughs> it dog now. Oh yeah, yeah. it doesn't
0: really—it's <laughs> so funny. Like it doesn't really like him at all. we're starting to like I mean you don't know when you get like a rescued dog I mean there was obviously some well we knew there was neglect but pretty sure there was domestic abuse it's just sad because you can kind of tell you know but yeah the poor dog does not really like him at all (laughs) starting to warm up a little bit like just give him some food right take him for walks but (laughs) lucky you (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes yeah they're yeah they're both my running my running buddies Separately, I don't take them together in this like slushy. Mm-hmm. It's like a hundred pound of dog pulling you down the street. It's oh, just yeah. not a good. Be on your belly and no time. Not a right. good situation. That's happened with one before, so let's not try two. Um, but yeah, I think running a business with with a spouse is, you know. It can be challenging. So do you guys have any kind of rules and, you know, do you only talk business like here or, you know, my husband and I are, are running a business together as well and we've been trying to even schedule lunches. Like it can't be all at home that all you're talking about is, you know, business. So do you guys have any tricks of, of how you balance all that? Um, we,
2: I think the answer to your question is no, not, not right now. We've met with a lot of other couple-owned businesses uh, just to get their insight and expertise on what they do to to balance the relationship, both from a personal standpoint and and work. But as far as what we try to do, like maybe you know, we come home after dinner, we try to turn it off and not talk about business, but just where we're at with the business and uh, call it a growth stage. It's exciting, yeah. so it's fun to talk about. So we enjoy it.
1: Yeah, I think there's this there's a little bit of a stigma about talking. or talking to your partner about work whether it's you're working together or not and you know your work should be something fulfilling Mm -hmm. something that brings you joy and um, so why would you not want to share that with someone um now it's kind of funny because towards the later days of our of our working careers outside of Fuse Financial Planning Dan and I would both come home and we could understand each other's lingo and what each other was going through, being that we worked in the same industry, but it kind of turned into just us complaining, right? You come home <laughs> and complain, and yeah. I think that's what people don't like, which is which is right. You know, you, you should share other parts of your day, um, but the cool thing about what we're doing now is we get to share in the excitement. You know, I get to sit here while Dan is doing these incredible things. I'm witnessing it. I mean, I'm benefiting from it, and... I get to really see and share like how proud I am of him and it's just kind of a beautiful and unique thing so we're we're kind of happy to talk about it and be creative and be innovative with each other Um, and sometimes these creative thoughts come up while we're going on a walk or while we're coming home and I'm watching Gilmore Girls or whatever. (laughs) Yeah I guess
2: we do do have our guilty pleasures uh, of getting some separation like if if I need to blow off some steam I'll go for a run Mm -hmm. and Natalie doesn't run so I have that time to myself and you know Natalie likes watching as she said Gilmore Girls so she can have that time to to just decompress.
1: I think the the one time where we're like okay absolutely no business talk is when we're like on the pillow about to go to sleep and I'm like freaking out like oh my gosh what about this meeting tomorrow and Dan's like turn it off this is the time to it's turn to it off and i th- my mind starts to race like right before i go to bed and so dan dan helps me in that regard but besides that we're I, kinda... i'm the
2: exact opposite i <laughs> i hit the pillow and i go right to bed
1: like in in the morning you're up in adam and i'm like turn the light off <laughs> <laughs> so i i don't know No really rules of thumb. I mean, our, our only one rule is we always put our relationship first. So if, if the business is getting in the way of that, then it's an easy decision to stop what we're doing. I mean, we're, it's, it's kind of a fun, fun environment to be able to start a business with your partner, but you always have to make sure like, well, what's, what's most important at the end of the day. And so, um, you know, we're, we're really new to this. There could be people who've been with their spouse and significant other working on a business for a long time. And they're like, oh, look at these you know, these two kids just trying to make it work. And they're all lovey-dovey. And, and it's not like that. But I, I, think, it, I think you have to kind of still make it cutesy. Otherwise, the romance of it will fade. And, and at the end of the day, that's just what's most important to us is our relationship. I think that's a good rule
0: of thumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you, prior to this you both had, you know, a lot of experience in financial planning. But what about business development? Do you have any experience and then how are you learning those things now? What's been effective?
1: So I I mean Dan came from, his degree in school was finance. My degree was business, so okay. I, had, I certainly had classes and stuff. On, um, I mean, whenever you're a business degree, I, I think it's wonderful. You get every kind of business aspect, accounting, finance, project management, all of that. So it's, it's fun to kind of to lean back on my degree, finally, <laughs> and, um, and pull from those resources. But I mean, we've, we've always both worked for a company. Um, but Dan, I think your previous experience is really what helped us right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, Natalie and I have both have had great mentors in the past. Um, so every financial advising or planning firm is typically custodied under a larger institution. Okay. So there may be teams that work for, you know, a bank or insurance company that you can think of. Um, and, with those teams, it's basically like running your own small business. So, yes, I was able to get um, good experience through that. But what makes our business unique, where I didn't have any experience, is that we are our own company. We're not under the umbrella of an insurance company or a bank. And we did that purposely by design. Um, so we are so we're fee only financial planners. So with financial planning, there comes a, like an inherent conflict of interest, where people who work for larger institutions are incentivized to sell products mm-hmm. to people and earn commissions. So since we don't have uh, a larger institution to report to, it's just us, we, d- we don't sell any, any products. So really, that's the differentiator. So because of that, both of us don't really have experience running a small business ourselves. But we have had experience on running a financial planning firm. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense because you're bringing in your own clients most of the time, your own customers when you're working in those those situations. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, so you're used to that customer acquisition process and Mm -hmm. and sales, and you know, yeah, customer whatever you want to call it. um, Yeah, uh, satisfaction. Yeah, (laughs) that whole process. Right.
2: Yeah, at the end of the day it all comes to down to building relationships and trust with with the clients that we serve.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Fuse Financial Planning is launched. You guys are kind of in customer acquisition phase and and growing. So what did that feel like to, you know, during entrepreneurship week, which was carefully planned out mm-hmm. to say we're we're open now? What was that feeling like for you guys?
1: It was super exciting. I mean there were so many cheerleaders and champions for what are what we're doing and you know during entrepreneurship week and especially you know making the announcement to our friends and family and co-workers or you know previous co-workers and previous mentors and that was really exciting um, I think what what's been surprising is you think that you're going to have that team and that squad every week, every day <laughs> saying, yeah. you're doing it. Like, look at you taking a risk and putting yourself out there. And the truth of the matter is people just go on with their everyday lives as they should, right? I mean, everyone's busy. And I think it was a kind of a, a shock to me that I wasn't getting these texts or phone calls from my closest people saying, hey, you're, keep going. This is the right thing. <laughs> and it it was almost maybe selfish of me to think that that's what it would take but um the best thing is that you know I have Dan and Dan and I we a part of our team meeting is to share our successes in the week and we go through that and so we we at least at the very least have each other to lean on for that um for that excitement and that parade around whatever that is but um you know since then it's you you really have to be maybe inward and just believe in what you're doing and know that the momentum will only continue if you allow it to but if you let those little things like you know how many Instagram likes you get or something like <laughs> that kind of bring you down then it then you're going to go down real fast and so I think that's that's kind of the realization we've been hitting recently
2: yeah it it takes time and and just having patience with the business and then one another is has been key for us
1: yeah
0: all right I have some final questions for you guys to take us to the end of of the time but um so the first one is what um, resources have you found useful in the community either for entrepreneurship or for kind of building your business what have you really been able to
1: connect with Um, Well, I've already made plenty of shout outs to Collider and I'll do it again. (laughs) Um, You know, we met Jamie this summer and he welcomed us in. And um, I remember him saying, you know, I'm I'm here to show that Rochester has a lot of great people and a lot of great resources and to help them out. Um, What you're doing, Amanda, is incredible. (laughs) Um, Just giving us small little guys a, a voice is has been really helpful um, we've reached out to the SBA, the Small Business Association, and we actually have a mentor, uh, a business consultant through that, and that's incredible. It's free. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this and you haven't utilized it, you should, it's, um, it's just right here at our fingertips. Any other resources?
2: Um, no, we've, I mean, we've really been able to get involved with or meet with other small business owners. And entrepreneurs in the community, which has helped us a lot. Being new to the city, mm-hmm. um, maybe we're a little ignorant to the fact that you know we're we're so new. But people are willing to share their insight on, you know, how to approach building relationships. And for us, it's it's more like we're interested in collaborating with with mm-hmm. people. You know, if we have common missions and values, then it's it's pretty simple. The I think the the hard part is. When you're a financial planner, the, the typical reaction, nine out of ten times or ten out of ten times, people take a step backwards when you introduce yourself <laughs> that way. And it, it's unfortunate it has to be that way, but there's past experiences that that lead to it. So if we're, we're learning to, to craft our message to say, you know, we, we're we interested in, in learning more about you and and how you give back to the community, then people are very receptive to meeting with us because... You know, we're not out there actively soliciting their, their business. We, like, legitimately wanted to learn uh, from their past experiences on how to get involved in the community.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's a great approach because, number one, people generally like to help, and number two, they love to talk about themselves. Yeah. So, yes. yes. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure you yeah found that out quickly. Um, what's one tool you feel you couldn't do
1: your jobs without every day? What do you need? My Google Calendar. <laughs> I never know what I'm doing the next day. I have no idea what I did yesterday, but when I look at my Google Mm -hmm. calendar, that's, that's pretty nice. Um, and we have our, we set up a, it's called Calendly. It's just a Mm -hmm. scheduling software. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I've never worked for a firm that uses a software. They have a person. Mm -hmm. Um, and, Just not having to go back and forth is incredible for the business we're in. When we're setting up appointments all the time and meeting with people, and do you want a virtual meeting? Do you want an Mm in-person meeting? That's been a a really a really big tool. Mm
2: -hmm. For me, it's coffee. Number one. (laughs)
1: Yes. Yeah, I hear that one
2: too. (laughs) And then the gym. I belong to. If I didn't have an outlet or an escape from um, work. you know, I, uh, a lot of my creative thoughts come when I'm, when I'm exercising or, or doing a run. So without my two feet, I don't know, you know, what I, what I'd do.
0: Yeah. I think that's some good insight. I actually completely turn my thoughts off when I'm running, but I feel that that's good as well. Yes. I just, I think about nothing, Yeah, uh, which is pretty much the only time I have to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's refreshing. Um, do you have any book or podcast suggestions? any good books or podcasts like recently or articles, whatever.
2: <laughs> oh. My, I get my favorite book right now that I've read recently is called hit refresh and it's by, um, Satya Nadella. He's the CEO of Microsoft and he talks a lot about, he's, he's big into one empathy and then two, um, collaboration. Um, and, And Microsoft at one point was a company that everyone knows, you know, Bill Gates, and then they had another CEO, and then Nadella came in. And when he came in, they weren't collaborating with people. Like, there was a time when you couldn't get Microsoft products on, like, your Mac. Mm. And he came in, and and he basically said, this is all wrong. Like, we should be working together in unison. And I, like, I I love hearing him speak. I I just love listening to his business mind. Um, So the book is called Hit Refresh.
1: Um, I recently started listening to this podcast. It's called Committed, hmm. and um, it might be a little bit more tailored to to the females out there. But it's just stories on relationships, and um, being that Dan and I do really want to incorporate the relationship side of money and just being partners and thriving in your relationship, we're we're trying to kind of just learn that realm a little bit. And this podcast is just thirty minute episodes on two people and their relationship together and the adversities that they face. And every episode, I'm crying <laughs> at the end of it. And it only takes about twenty five minutes for me to get there. But there are just these incredible stories on people um, just getting through these amazing endeavors and obstacles together. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's I think it's inspiring
0: those are two great suggestions. I haven't heard either of those yet. So yeah, I got to add to my list. Um, the last question, I don't think any of us achieve this, but how do you work towards balance in your life between work, business, wellness, all of that?
1: I love how you said, I don't think any of us, <laughs> us achieve it. Um, I, I don't think we're achieving it right now, but that's because <laughs> of where we're at in the business. Um, I think it's, I think, I think we just all need to take five minutes and maybe it's a week. You know, people say, oh, five minutes a day, everyone can do that, but nobody does it. Maybe take five minutes a week to... Um, just sit and do nothing and see what comes to your mind and see what's important to you. I know Dan and I have kind of been getting into meditation a little bit more and there's this closet in our house that we go into (laughs) because it's the only space that has no windows and you're like surrounded by walls and we shut the door and just sit in the closet. It looks really funny, but um, it's it's a great space for us to go to and just close off. Like literally you close the door, you're closing the world off and to reflect and be like, what's making me upset right now? What's making my anxiety go up? What's making me happy right now? What's bringing me joy? Like if you just ask those questions, then hopefully it can kind of create that balance because maybe you just absolutely love working 12 hours a day. And that provides you some sort of balance and pleasure of consistency and and reflecting on that and knowing that is okay.
2: Yeah, for me, it's been meditation and I'm very new to it. Um, Yeah, you would
1: be like, how do you meditate? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, you just got to try it. (laughs) I I
2: recently downloaded an an app that actually provides guided meditation. It's called Headspace. And um, (laughs) it's really helped me because I'm sure most listeners can relate when you're talking with the person that you spend the most time with and you love. Sometimes like you, you remove the guardrails and and you act a little, um, I don't want to say inappropriate, but not in the best interest of that person just because you're so comfortable with them. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for me, you know, working with Natalie, sometimes that, that happens where like you, your tone of voice is reflected in a way that it shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. So for me, meditating has brought that back and calmed me down and like relieved me of anxiety, um, which tends to rise when you're starting a business. <laughs> uh, the other thing is time blocking. So I think a lot of us come into our eight to five jobs or however long you work, and, and we tend to, after a certain amount, get work done. We tend to play office, like we just sit behind our computer just because that's what our society calls mm-hmm. for and if i you know if i can come in and i can work really hard for 5 or 6 hours and get everything i need to have done then i'll go take the the remaining work day to go for a walk or go exercise
0: yeah no i totally understand that and that's i think one of the best parts about entrepreneurship is sometimes i never understand that the 9 to 5s or when i worked in a research um, lab, like they wanted you there for 10 to 12 hours a day, no matter if you were productive or not. It was such a waste of everyone's time. Like you really weren't doing anything. Mm -hmm. Like, like you said, you're like, oh, I spent so much time on Pinterest or like <laughs> doing
1: stupid things because, because I'm not supposed to leave until it's yeah, five
0: o'clock. I'm not supposed to leave. Yeah. If you come in at nine, you left at seven or seven thirty, and that was just what it was. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, that was insane. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I totally hear that. Some days you work really hard for a couple hours and some days you do work 10 to 12 hours yeah. because you have to. <laughs> um, that was my final question. I'll ask you for any final thoughts if you have them and um, otherwise let people know where they can find you on the web and social
1: media. Sure, so we have a website, fusefinancial.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. That's where we're most active. Um, our Instagram handle is Fuse, that's F-Y-O-O-Z-F-P. So Fuse FP. And then we're just Fuse Financial Planning on Facebook. So we'd love it if you could follow along on our journey. And, um, you know, our, our biggest hurdle right now is just getting people to know we exist. So something like this is incredible, an incredible opportunity. So um, spread the love. Let your friends know. We'd, we'd really appreciate it.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for being here today. I appreciate both of your time. Thanks for all yeah, your viewing. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks so much to Dan and Natalie for being on the podcast today. You can check them out at FuseFinancialPlanningServices.com. You can check them out at FuseFinancial.com. That's F-Y-O-O-Z Financial.com or you can check them out on Facebook and Instagram and we have all those links in our show notes below as well. Thanks so much for tuning into our podcast today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and rate us wherever you listen into your podcast content. We'll be back again next Wednesday with a brand new episode.